Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa, all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. Welcome to November. Welcome to the month of thankfulness. And we want to say thank you for being here and being a part of the Christian Business Breakdown community. And we also want to thank you for your reviews. They help us so much to tell other people about the podcast, to get us so that we're reaching the people that we want to reach that are just like you. So we want to read a review today from Jazzermama22. She says, love this podcast. Great info and the perfect tool to keep God at the center of my business. Thank you so much for listening and for your reviews. We would love to thank you for leaving us a review. And if you leave us a review, you screenshot it and you email us, then we will send you a free Starbucks card. So just as a little thank you, please do that. It helps us so much and we are thankful in advance. And that offer is only good in the month of November. So go in and leave a review on your favorite platform. That could be iTunes. I know Spotify, I think now maybe lets you leave a review, but wherever you do that, just send us a screenshot. Our email is in the show notes and do that before this free offer of a cup of coffee on us runs out on November 30th. Raise your hand if you have ever felt like you would never make it, that you're not good enough, that you'll never be as good as so-and-so, fill in the blank. You ever felt like that? Sarah? For sure. Over here. Yeah. Uh, I think it happens at least once a day for me. <laughs> Maybe not that often. I'm getting better about it. But everyone feels this from time to time, especially if you are a business owner and you are trying to grow your business. You are looking at everyone else around you who is being successful or who is doing all these things that you want to be doing and you feel like you are not good enough and you are you feel like an imposter. Oh, that voice. It if you allow it to get out of control, it just takes over in your mind and it speaks those lies to you and keeps you stuck. It keeps you afraid and it keeps you from doing the work that God has for you to do. The key to this is not getting stuck in the imposter syndrome. And this is talked about a lot because people feel this a lot. And we want to talk about it from a little bit different perspective because as Christians, I feel like we have a unique way of looking at this. But today we're going to talk about some of these tips and, and reminders to help you when you are struggling with the dreaded imposter syndrome. I'm not as successful as so-and-so, or I'm not making enough money, or I'm not doing all these things that they're better than me. I'm not enough. I hate the word enough. And so if you're feeling defeated, if you're feeling like an imposter, settle down because we are going to help you through that today. <laughs> We're going to be talking all about that. And I think you're right. This is a different perspective than what other people have because we have God's word and we can rely on that. And it is true. And it speaks to us in many ways about this very challenge that we're facing. So let's get down to the heart of it and let's talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome. So the number one way that I think you can do this is that you can you need to sit down and define success for you. And we've talked about this a little bit before in the past on past episodes, but this is going to be really key when you're talking about imposter syndrome because you need to figure out 
what is your goal? What is your success? What is your marker? Maybe you don't need to make six figures. Maybe you don't want to be a multimillionaire. Maybe you don't want, you know, you need to sit down and talk about what God has called you to and don't let the fear of not measuring up to someone else's goals and aspirations get in the way. Keep your eyes on what God has called you to. In a lot of ways, social media is great. And I think there are a lot of benefits to it. Mm -hmm. And at the same token, there are a lot of drawbacks. And if you aren't aware of some of these drawbacks, this is really, I think imposter syndrome really comes from spending too much time on social media, seeing what everybody else is doing, or at least saying that they're doing and wishing that you were like them. And comparison is really causing you to fall in this trap and to stay stuck and to wish that you were somebody that you're not, or that you have something that you don't. And it's Satan's way of keeping us in that lie that we aren't good enough or that we don't have what it takes. And that's exactly where he wants us to be. So knowing what what does success look like for you and then knowing what your gifts are and what your superpower is, that is huge. And Sarah, I know you're really good about helping people figure out what their gifts and what their superpower is. But once you know what your thing is and what you're really good at, then you can excel at that thing. And it's like, I don't need to be good at this thing over here that that person is doing. I don't need to be like they are. And I don't need to be an imposter to them because I am in my lane. I am doing what I am supposed to be doing. I am doing my superpower. And once you know what that is, that helps so much. A lot of imposter syndrome comes from not just simply not knowing what your skills and abilities are. And we we all have them. The Bible promises us that, that when we were filled with the Holy Spirit upon our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Savior, we were given a spiritual gift. It's a supernatural spiritual gift. And we all have one. And we all have experiences, stage of life, skills that we've learned, abilities that we've acquired that we can use in our business. And man, unlocking that superpower is my superpower to help other people be able to do that. I love to do that because I think that we really have to become the person that God needs us to be in order to do the work that he needs us to do. And it has to come in that order. And once you've unlocked that, you cannot be stopped. And we also have to realize that God doesn't make mistakes. And if you're comparing your gift to somebody else's gift, then that is not right. And that is not what God wants to do. And that's insulting him and how he made you to be. And so when you start comparing yourself to somebody else, that is an insult to the gifts that God has given you. So keeping that in mind is really a huge thing. So when you start to feel yourself slipping into that imposter syndrome, Look at your list of successful things. Look at your list of what God has gifted you with. And remember what God has called you to. And I love the verse, Philippians 4, 8. We're going to try to sprinkle some scripture in every time because I just think that coming back to scripture when you're really dealing with something like imposter syndrome is super important. So Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So think about the things that God has gifted you with and remember to, to focus on those things that are that God calls us to in scriptures so that we're not, our mind is not focused on other people and what they're doing. We can always be honing and crafting those things too. I think there's a lot of things that I thought 
that I had gifts about in my own life, but that I couldn't actually use them. They weren't good enough or they were broken. And so we can always constantly be refining it. You know, you and I tease that we're not bossy. We're just aggressively helpful. Well, for a long time, I did live in the lie that I was just bossy and that, that I really shouldn't be helping anyone because it always came across as negative. Right. But that's a skill that God gave me to be able to help people know what to do. I, I have a responsibility to refine it and to be stepping into it in a way that people can actually receive what I have to offer, but that I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me there. And I need to take that perspective of Philippians 4, 8 and to turn it into something that is honorable and, and worth thinking about and worth doing and worth offering to other people. And that I love that. And it fits perfectly in with my second point is that remembering who you are and seeing yourself through God's eyes. And like you said, we both have struggled with, my sister used to call me Miss Boss and mm-hmm. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, being bossy has got me where I am. And we think of bossy as a negative thing, but it's not. And so being able to look at yourself through God's eyes and his His ways and his giftings and then speaking kindly to yourself, God would never speak that way to you. And you know, you would never speak that way to other people. When you're thinking these thoughts, these imposter thoughts, no one would ever say that out loud to another person, or at least, I mean, they probably would on the internet, those internet trolls. But like, if you're sitting across from somebody like, Sarah, I'm never going to say those things to like, you're bossy and you're Mm -hmm. mean, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's just unkind, but we're speaking those things to ourselves. And that is not okay. And yet those negative thoughts roll around. So I, I heard the other day that we think about 60,000 thoughts per day, I think, depending on who you are, and probably think a little less because we tend to overthink things a lot as women. But 90% of your thoughts are the same thoughts that you had the day before. So if you are constantly telling yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm too bossy, I'm whatever, whatever, I'm, not, I'm never going to get to where she is. You keep thinking those over and over and over and over again. And that inner dialogue is like breaking your mind and it's causing you to be held back. And that's where mindset kind of fits in with this. But we need to remember who we are and we need to speak kindly to ourselves. I don't believe in new age manifestation. I'll just say that from the beginning that I don't believe you can name something and claim it. And at the same time, This is to some extent manifesting because when you are thinking the thoughts over and over and over again, you are creating your own reality Yep. and those things will be true. I can't, I won't, I'm not able, I'm not good enough. You are now creating your reality and ancient Hebrews believed that words created worlds Mm. that look at the creation story in Genesis one. And that power is still true. Our words create worlds. Think about verbal abuse. You're creating a world of abuse for someone with what you're saying. And the the converse is true, is I can create a positive, joyful, fun, you know, uplifting experience with the words that I say to myself. And so it's, it's not manifesting in the new age sense. It is manifesting in the biblical sense of what I'm thinking about back to Philippians 4, 8, when I'm spending my time and energy in my mind thinking about is the world that I'm creating. And and I think about it this way. Would I want to create that world for my children as an example? Yes. No. Such so a great if example. nothing else, I'm like, I don't want to be that because I don't want them to say, well, my mom just always talked ne- negatively about herself. Yep. So 
that really helps me to keep it in perspective because I don't want my children to grow up in that world. And so I want to speak positively to myself and to have a right view of myself. This isn't about now all of a sudden I'm going to boast about myself. I think about the Bible verse that says, I don't boast about myself. I boast about what Christ has done in me. Right. And so we can have a right way of doing it. But this, this is very overlooked because I think Christians want to throw everything about manifesting out. But yet there is some good there that God talks about in the Bible. I do a lot of DIY stuff. My dad's very handy. He's helped me Mm -hmm. with a lot of stuff. Well, last year or year and a half ago, we redid our master bedroom and we wanted to add some lighting because we live in a 90s house where there's no overhead lighting. Lovely. Thank you very much. Why? Why? (laughs) Um, And so I added, so I had to crawl up into the attic and I'm not hugely claustrophobic, but there, there's beams. You don't want to fall through like and break the ceiling. And I just remember getting in there and being like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is really hard. How am I going to, it just, I started to like panic a little bit. Yes. And it was like, I can do hard things. And I had to say that to myself Mm -hmm. over and over. I can do hard things. I can do this. Think about how I'm going to feel when I'm done with this and be like, I rewired or I added lighting to my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I just had to think through that in my head and tell myself positive things. And when I was done, I was like, I totally did that. I'm so awesome. And like, I felt so good about myself. So those are the types of things we're not manifesting of like, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to make a million dollars. But if you start to think I can do this, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I am able. I am enough. And you start thinking those things, then you are going to be more positive about yourself. God is with me. God's empowering me. I can do this. And I think the other thing that's a great example of what you're talking about is that when we do one hard thing, it builds on the next hard thing. Yes. And then it builds on the next hard thing. And and I go back to my hard thing was I had a baby without an epidural. And it's like, man, (laughs) wasn't my choice. It's the way it happened. If I can do that, I can do anything. Yes. And so where are those points in your life where God has partnered with you, whether it's in the attic and getting over this fear, because gosh darn it, I want these lights in my bedroom, whether it's having a baby without an epidural, whether it's getting on your first Facebook live and conquering your fear of being on camera, go back and write those down. Mm -hmm. That helps you overcome your imposter syndrome too, because you look back and say, God was faithful. I took a step of faith. And if, if, if I did that first one, I can do the next one. Absolutely. And I love Psalm 16, 8. This is like my go-to verse, like look to God for the affirmation and not to others. And Psalm 16, 8 says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Mm -hmm. And then I also, I've been reading through the Bible. We just finished the Old Testament, but we were reading, I was just reading in Nehemiah the other day where he, they rebuilt the entire wall around Jerusalem in 52 days. And Nehemiah Mm -hmm. like prayed, God strengthen my hand hands. And that was his prayer, like strengthen my hands. And maybe you just need to be like, Lord, strengthen my hands. Like that's mm-hmm. just, and saying that, looking to him, remembering and speaking kindly and and knowing what your source is, is, is so huge. There are so many great examples in the Bible. And that's why I love reading through the Bible every year. Yep. Um, I'm at a little bit different stage than you are. I'm in the Psalms, but it's the same thing. It's, it's those words. And in the Psalms, it's these writers that are speaking the truth over themselves. Yeah. And that's why I love the Psalms. They're, they're speaking that truth over themselves because we need to be reminded of it and be strengthened by it. Well, and if you think you're going through a tough time, I mean, David was in the wilderness being, being like, you know, chased by, by Saul and who's trying to kill him and, you know, all these things like they're not just these namby-pamby stories of like, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. get my way. I mean, it's like, no, right. death and murder and right. revenge and all of this stuff. So there's so many great examples in the Bible of of people who have been who have overcome and how God has strengthened them. 
Sometimes the root of imposter syndrome, here's the nitty gritty of it, is fear or scarcity mindset. And this is, again, going to get a tiny bit into mindset. And, you know, we're not manifesting things here, but if you are afraid that you're never going to be successful or that you're never going to have enough or that you can never do this, or if you start using words like never, enough, always, when you're using those words that are like declarative words that are always, never, you know, like even when you're fighting with your spouse, you never empty the dishwasher. Well, that is not true. So don't be saying those words. And it's the same for your business. Like I'm never going to make the money or nobody's ever going to follow me or I'm never going to be able to get to that point with that person is. When you start to have their it's starting to control you and consume your mind and you start to kind of have that victim mindset. All right. Can I ask you a question here? Mm, yes. Because I think, I think, and I'm wondering what your opinion is. I think the opposite is true too, that people actually are afraid of being successful. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree that because I think sometimes as Christians, we feel like we're not supposed to make a lot of money. We're not supposed to be super successful. We're not supposed to have you know, we're meant to be poor and that God says the, the rich man is harder to get to heaven than the, than I have, you know, getting a camel through a needle, all that stuff. We carry right. all that stuff with us. And mm -hmm. so we're like, well, I can't, I don't want to be, I don't want, you know, that kind of thing. And I for sure agree with that. One of the things I have really struggled with, and here's a vulnerability alert, is that I really believe that God can help other people be successful but that maybe he can't help me be successful. And there's some real imposter syndrome there too, mm -hmm. that I love to help other people break down their business, to be successful, to help them get the success, to, to make a plan for them that's going to work for them. And there are just days that I question in doubt and not in, in uh, you know, in doubt and fear that maybe that's just not possible for me, that maybe that's not what God wants for me in my business. And it prevents me from seeing the success that I actually really deep down believe that he does want for me. Thank you for being vulnerable. And I appreciate that so much because I think we all feel that way at some point or another. And it may not be exactly what you, like exactly the way you feel it, but we all feel this in one way or another. Think about how other people are looking at your success. And would somebody else say, Sarah's not successful at that? No. I mean, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, Sarah is so good at this. Like, I can't believe she gets this breakthrough from me and yada, yada. But sometimes when you're in it, it's really hard to see it. And also we, we, we worry and we overthink things and we stress about it. And so our minds get consumed with this instead of being like, I had a great call with that person. They had a major breakthrough that's success for me and them. Like that's a double success there. It's a double win. You're right there. We're speaking to you today, Sarah. You also touched on a really important point there that this comes up and rears it, uh, its ugly head in many different ways. That one day it might be fear of success and another day it might be fear of failure right. and another day it might be comparison. And we have to be really careful and discerning about the lies that Satan is allowing us to tell ourselves because he's not creative. He doesn't come up with new things. It's the same things over and over. And so we can really be discerning in our own minds to watch for those patterns. Right. And I can tell you know, hey, we're women here, that there's certain times of the month for me that Satan knows he can get me down with a certain lie. And I now can identify that that and say, get behind me, Satan, because I'm not believing that today just because my hormones are all jacked up this time of the month. 
And so we have to be, we have to be wise about it and to be really discerning and in prayer with God. And also, you know, in relationship with biz besties who can say, Sarah, every month at this time we go through. <laughs> Same thing. Let's flip the script and and look at this in a different way. And so if we're not talking vulnerably about imposter syndrome, it's going to rule and reign over your life. Yeah. And it's recognizing that. It's recognizing the lie when it comes into your mind and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. And it's like, oh, take captive that thought. Mm -hmm. And that is not true. And so definitely keeping that. And I want to talk about the scarcity thing a little bit more too. And I, I definitely have struggled with this is that there's another person out there who's already doing this thing Mm -hmm. and they're better at it than me and they're going to make the money and I can't because there's not enough to go around. And that's something even just in the last year or two, I'm like, whoa, I did not realize I was believing that Mm -hmm. because it's like this, a lot of this stuff is underlying and we don't even realize it Mm -hmm. that we, I mean, would you ever say you don't want to be successful? That's holding you back. And you're like, yeah, I do. But that's, but it, it is. It is holding you back. And so it's starting to realize some of these thoughts and some of these patterns and and taking those thoughts captive and then realizing those and being like, no, there is plenty to go around. And people will buy from me because I'm me and because mm-hmm. I do it my way and I'm different. And I could be selling – you and I could be selling the exact same product, but we're going to sell them to different people in different ways. And so that you need to kind of think differently and reframe your thoughts. And that can be really hard, but there's plenty to go around. There is plenty to go around. And thank you for sharing that because that is vulnerable for you too, to share that, you know, even as a very successful photographer for, you know, 12 years in business and selling branding photo shoots and, and doing all of that. And it goes back to what you were saying about knowing your God-given skills and abilities, because Mm -hmm. you are different than me. And even if we were selling the exact same thing, we would do it in a different way. And there's plenty to go around. God creates in abundance. And that is one thing that like we forget sometimes that like God can do whatever he wants. Like if he can, he is the God of the universe. And sometimes we put him in a box and we are like, nope, God can't do that. It's too hard. It's too big. It's too much. It's, I don't deserve it. You know, all these things. And that is not true. So for second Timothy one, seven says for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And so first of all, God does not give us fear but he gives us power, but we also have self-control and we need to have self-control of our thoughts. We don't talk about that enough, but our inner mind, we, we have control of that and we need to take those captive. So now that we've talked a lot about mindset and, you know, defining these things and figuring all these things, let's, let's talk about practical. Let's, that's what we do here. How do we get to the root of what's causing imposter syndrome? And it might be social media. And we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, Sarah, this is a huge one. And it might be that you need to get in and unfollow a few people. And I have tried to be better about that once a month or so. I get in there and I'm like, you know, this isn't really serving me anymore. I had one last night even. And it's this lady that I followed and she's like, I made, I've made a million dollars in, in one year. And, you know, at first I was like intrigued by it. So I started following her and now I'm like, no, I do not need this anymore. I do not need her telling me all this stuff. And for me, every time one of her videos pops up for me to go, well, why am I not making a million dollars in a, in one year? And I was like, nope, unfollow. Not because her content's not good or because I don't like her as a person. It's none of that. It's just that right now that's not serving me and it's causing me to feel icky and it's causing me to doubt myself and I don't want that. And so you might need to go through and unfollow some people on social media. You have permission. Social media does not 
rule your life. Right. You are in charge of that technology. And some of us need to start stepping up and taking control of that technology. And we have an episode from this summer yep. where we talk about taking back control of your social media, of your phone and, you know, all of that technology. Yes. Yeah, so you might need to, so you might need to unfollow some people. You might need to take a break. You might, might need to set some limits. Those are all things that are going to be really important. And then you need to stop being so hard on yourself. You And one of the quote I heard this quote the other day and I loved it. You are not an imposter. You are a beginner. You are just a little bit down the road from where that person is. And so if you stop thinking of I'm never going to get there, they're so much better than me, it's like, no, I'm just working my way there. I'm just a beginner. And that helps reframe your your brain a little bit. One of the things I often tell my clients who are at the very beginning of their business building journey is that you have to be careful of the comparison trap like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if you can, in a healthy way, instead of comparing, consult what they're doing. Yes. If you can go in and look at what they're doing, consult the steps that they're taking, what you think might work for your business, what you think won't work for your business, and then use it in your business to leverage you to move forward faster, then it's great. But if you find yourself unable to consult because you're just bitter or upset or comparing or you're jealous, then unfollow, block. You can always hide them mm-hmm. and they don't know it. Yep. And then you can unhide them when you're in a better place if you right. don't feel like you can actually fully unsubscribe. But I, I think that that's helped me too is when I get on and I'm like, this is not a consulting thing now. It's comparing. I got to make a change. I love that. Consulting versus comparing. That's a great way to like, as you're going through that list, is this person consulting me or am I comparing myself to them? And then it's mm-hmm. just a real easy way. And sometimes I think we feel some guilt around who we're following. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's your your life. It's your social media. And maybe what you need to do is create a separate account that is just a fun account. It's just for fun. Mm-hmm. And you just create things. You just follow people that make you laugh or make you happy or that you are inspired by or whatever. And then, you know, you use your regular social media account for your business and growth and all that kind of stuff. But when you really want to just have some mindless death scrolling, <laughs> which we all need sometimes, maybe a little less than we do, but um, just have a separate account that's just for fun. And that can be really helpful. That's what I have. My personal Instagram is locked down. I don't have very very many people that I follow. A lot of people follow me, but I don't always follow them back. And it's very curated with some comics, comedians that I like, content that I enjoy. And it's where I go because there's, there's nothing business related there. It's just fun family and people that I enjoy, you know, following their content. So the verse that goes along with this, I found as Hebrews 12, one through two, and this is helping us to keep our mind on what we're doing and not what everyone else is doing, but says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Imposter syndrome really comes because we've taken our eyes off of what Jesus has asked us to do and who he's asked us to be. And that's really the truth of it, because we're trying to do something in our own power, in our own strength, in our own way. And that's why we feel inadequate. And that inadequacy is true because you're doing it on your own. Mm -hmm. And I love this verse of 
we need to be focused on Jesus because he's the one who's the author and perfecter of our faith, not us. And when we do that and we constantly turn back to him, turn back, keep our eyes on him, then the imposter syndrome, I don't think it ever goes away. I don't no. think that we ever conquer it. It's always going to keep coming back. So don't be disappointed or frustrated when it does, but know that every time you conquer it, you build up your skills and tools and abilities to recognize it and conquer it faster and squelch it and replace it with the truth that Jesus is speaking into your life. And when you're running a race, you're running towards the finish line, which in our case is Jesus. And if you turn your head to look and see what everybody else is doing, it's going to slow you way down. And so just remembering to run the race that God has put in front of you and not get distracted by everyone else around you. One of the great ways that we offer and we actually love to help people overcome imposter syndrome is with an empowerment call, because sometimes the best way to get over this and to conquer it is to talk with other people, to talk it out, to speak out what's on your mind, to vent, to yep. name it, and then make a plan of what you're going to do next. We have revamped our empowerment calls, and we are so excited to offer these to you at a new price point. So you can check out all of the details. You get on a call with us for 60 minutes where we dive into a topic in your business. If you don't know what that topic might be, if you're like, I want to talk about everything, we have a process that we help you so that you can narrow down what it is that we actually need to talk about on that call. We hop on that call. You get a copy, a video of that call. You get transcripts from it, notes. And the biggest piece that I think is the best benefit is that you get a step-by-step -step action plan to follow after the call. You know what to do. You're not figuring that out on your own. So if imposter syndrome has been holding you back, keeping you back in your business longer than you want to admit, invest in an empowerment call. Give yourself a gift for this holiday season coming up. Get on a call with us. We would love to empower you, pray with you, and equip you with an action plan to work from from now until the end of December. And we love hanging out on Instagram. That's where we spend a lot of time. We would love to hear, is, is there a way that you have found that overcomes imposter syndrome or a practical tip that is helpful, that would be helpful for other people? Because this is what Sarah and I have found, but we know we're not the end all for be sure. all. And so we would love to hear from you of some of the ways that you have overcome imposter syndrome, or if there's something that you're struggling with, we would love to pray for you or encourage you. So head on over to Instagram, send us a DM or comment on one of our on one of our posts. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business. So break it down your way.